Dr. Rob Lindstedt joins me today. We have breaking news out of Israel today. Breaking news out of Israel tonight. Dr. Rob Lindstedt joins us. Dr. Rob, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, glad to be with you. It's good to be home. Huh. Tell me about your trip to Israel, to Egypt. Where all, where all did you go again? Uh, Israel, Jordan, and Egypt. And we just got home this last uh, Wednesday night late. And so we're just getting our feet back on the ground. But wow, what an exciting trip. Uh, you talk about seeing the lands of the Bible because there's so much of the Bible in Jordan, so much of the Bible in, in Egypt, and of course, Israel. And for us to be on the Temple Mount at a, such a critical time was, was great for our entire group. And then to visit one of the archaeological digs in Shiloh, a, a critical place in terms of the, the temple and, and even the Temple Mount conflict that's going on, that was a, a great time for, for that to occur. Yeah. Let's talk about this news tonight. Israel's Knesset to disband, Lapid to become prime minister. All right, so tell us what's going on. We kind of knew this was coming, that the government of Israel is falling apart. Looks like Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be running. They're going to have their fifth election in three and a half years. Uh, tell me your thoughts on this, and who is Lapid, and why does he become the prime minister during this time? Well, the, the system they have is, is very unique. But first of all, let me compare what's taking place there to what's going on in America. Uh, there's a, there's a, a liberal faction it's in power right now. Bennett is in charge of that. There's a more conservative aspect of it, and Netanyahu's leading that. At this time, no one has a majority. What they do is they, they have, a, I'm going to say, eight or nine political parties. They try to band together coalitions. And once they get a majority, then they go forward. And so it's been time over the last three and a half years, there's been five elections. In other words, things are going so bad. The chaos that's there in Israel politically is just like the chaos that's going on in America. Let, let me show you again an analogy. Right now, Israel is undergoing incredible inflation. Their food prices, a McDonald's hamburgers, $18. Uh, it's, there are people uh, rushing across the border, attempting to get across the border. It almost sounds like America, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Look at our inflation. Look at our food prices. Uh, and, and so the, the more conservative branch uh, has a leader, Netanyahu, and his personality is pretty tough. He tells you just how it is. He doesn't beat around the bush. He's not, he's not a politician in terms of saying a lot of sweet things. But the leadership in the more liberal section is there, I'm going to say there's a lack of leadership. They have no foreign policy, at least compared to what it's been in the past. And so there's total chaos. Matter of fact, let me tell you this. It couldn't be a better time for an antichrist to appear to bring peace. And so, so I see it, the, the parallel between our country and their country in a lot of ways. It's unbelievable that in just three and a half years, they would have five elections you know, we have the good sense to only have them every two years. Uh, but, but can you imagine having five elections in three and a half years? And so it creates a lot of instability. At the same time that this is going on, there are five countries. And, and as I mentioned the names, you'll, you'll see the importance of all of them. And, and they're, they're siding up. The battleground is Syria right now. In Syria, particularly Damascus, it's, it's a war zone pictures of Damascus show that it's just destroyed. So 
in this battle, you have Iran and Russia. They've teamed up together. And the other side is Israel and the United States. And there's no, there's no love loss between Russia and Israel. Matter of fact, the headlines just two days ago was uh, Russia is so mad at Israel because Israel is selling gas to Europe. Yep, that, that, that's the story that. on our website right now. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I put it up here at Worldview Report tonight. Israel to supply natural gas to Europe. That's a huge story because I saw uh -oh. it's at 365 News. You know, because, you know, Ezekiel talks about putting a hook in the mouth of Israel's enemies and drawing them out. And we've always for years said, could it be the natural gas? Could it be the fact that they have large gold gold deposits in Israel yet to be yeah. found? Uh, what could it could it be technology? What what could it be there that Israel has that wants that their enemy wants? Maybe it is oil. Maybe it is gas. Maybe it is gold. Maybe it's all of that. Mm -hmm. You're right. The, there's several very attractive things because Here's what we're finding out, that Israel does have some wealth, wealth in the Dead Sea, fertilizers, for example, incredible overall wealth of the Dead Sea. But right now, gas is such a premium, and, uh, and Russia's kind of been holding the world hostage in terms of supplying oil and gas, and so Israel's just flat undercut them. To make the problem even more complicated, Hezbollah and Lebanon, they say that the gas that Israel's taking out of the ocean really belongs to, to Hezbollah and to Lebanon. Anyone who would look at a map for, for 15 seconds would say that's ridiculous, but but they, they can make any charge they want to. I think another thing is that Israel is supporting the Ukraine in the war, and uh, and they're, they're providing some technology, they're providing some weapons, they're certainly providing a good advice. And so Russia, again, is mad at Israel, at loggerheads with Israel. They're, they're against Iran. Israel and, and Iran are at loggerheads. Uh, matter of fact, recently, in the last couple of weeks, uh, Israel has had to take out two weapon factories in Syria, and both of those were backed by both Iran and Russia. Mm. And so you've got uh, the enemy of Hezbollah to Israel. Hezbollah is funded by Russia. So at least four or five major points, Russia and Israel at odds with one another. It's exactly what the Bible said. The Bible said in the last days there would be this conflict and it would shape the forces in the Middle East. And, and so we're watching that take place. And um, I, I think that what we need to realize, I think a couple of programs ago we talked about, here's what we need to look at. Israel is God's time clock. It's the hour hand. Jerusalem, that's the minute hand. And the Temple Mount is the second hand. And so there as you see action on the Temple Mount. So here's a government divided. Here's unrest all around, wars and rumors of war. And here's Russia wanting to, to make a gain, to take a spoil. It's, this is the scenario that the Bible said would be in the last days. There's two forces in the world. It's not just right and wrong. It's not just conservative versus liberal. Yeah, those things are true. But it's also God versus Satan. And I think we're watching that scenario play out. That's the story of the book of Revelation, is it's God versus Satan. And so we're, we're about to see a war like we've never seen before. Here's the good news. Hmm. A person who comes to Jesus Christ doesn't have to go through that war. Christ comes for us before that, that big war occurs, but that war is coming to planet Earth because these things are not going to be settled. This is a spiritual battle 
just like in our country, what's going on is a spiritual battle. It's, it's not just conservatives versus liberals. It's a spiritual battle. The lady you just had on, that's a spiritual battle that's taking place. Yes. yes. And, and so I think, uh, you know, again, we go to the Bible, Ephesians chapter 6. It talks about it's against principalities, against powers, it's against rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. When I see what's taking place in our capital, when I hear the, the lies and the, the discrimination against Christians and, and, and conservatives and people that they want normal family lives, that's a spiritual battle that's taking place. And we've got to recognize that that's, it's a, the forces of Satan against us, and the solution is God's word. It's not our own strength, but it's going to be God's word. I agree 100%. Let me ask you, um, do, you all, everything seems to be lining up for so many of the things that you and I have been discussing as friends, as broadcast partners for 25 years. <laughs> How could this go on for another five to 10 years like this? If, if we hold to a pre-tribulation rapture, and you believe the church is raptured before the tribulation, some believe it'll be in the middle of the tribulation, some believe it'll be you know, three, three-fourths through, pre-wrath, others after the mm -hmm. tribulation, post-tribulation. Um, others don't believe in a rapture of the church at all, on millennial. We don't have to get into all that eschatology tonight. But if, if you're being pre-tribulation, if you believe the church is raptured before all this begins, and the reason why is not because we believe in an escapism, but because we believe there's no reason for the bride of Christ to go through all this, um, and you believe you have scriptures to back up that, you know, that, the Bible, that we're told in the scriptures that, the, that we won't go through this, how much longer could this go on? Another five, ten years in this setting like this? Well, the patience of God is, is long-suffering, it says. But I, I personally believe that, that we're on the brink of Jesus coming. You know, I think when Christ came the first time, people have been looking for the Messiah for years. And people always thought, you know, maybe this Messiah will come. Maybe he'll be born. And uh, But there were people who said, maybe the Messiah would be in my lifetime. But... The, the, again, the Bible says in Galatians, in the fullness of, of the time, God had a particular time. And when that time came, perfectly set was that the taxation to, to bring the house of David down to, to Bethlehem. And so, again, God is a time set. And the things he talked to us about, the, the fact that Jerusalem would be a cup of trembling, the fact that the world would be in distress. We live in a, in a world that's so distressed. There's no leadership uh, we live at a time when technology really allows a single country or a single political factor or, God forbid, a single man, an antichrist, to come and gain power. And through AI and through all these things, we can see how that could take place. How much longer can it go on? I don't think much longer. I, mean, I honestly think yeah. that we're on the brink of, of Christ's coming. Tell me, tell me about the economic collapse. There's so much talk. We have major financial guys saying we're headed for an economic collapse. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it is going to come. But I think what's going to come before Christ comes back is small compared to what takes place after the rapture occurs. The reason I say that is because while there's going to be some, some tremblings, while there's going to be some tough times, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm not pre-trib to avoid tough times. Frankly, I think we as Christians, if we live for Christ right now, we're going to suffer persecution. There, there are people that get so mad at me because I say, you know, I'm not looking for a revival of America. I'm looking for a revival in, in the hearts and minds of people. But 
the, the persecution that comes to people that, who say the Bible is the Word of God, the Bible is the absolute authority, it's already here. So we're not escaping persecution. But what we are doing is saying we think that God has a plan. And God has said, here are the signs, here are the indicators for the tribulation. And before that comes, the church has got to be gone. So that's why I think we should be looking for it. And one thing we know is that when the Antichrist comes, he's going to stop the sacrifice. Now, there's been no sacrifice officially for over 1,900 years. It stopped in 70 A.D. Just this past week, again, a, a headline that's on the, on the Bible Truth Now uh, website, here are people that are actually practicing animal sacrifices. Wow. There's a temple institute. And, and these people are there saying, we, we want to we bring about the Messiah. They're looking for the Messiah. You see, they rejected the Messiah, so now they're looking for him. And they believe that they can begin sacrifices again. They'll encourage the Messiah to come. I don't think they encourage the Messiah to come. I think they encourage the Antichrist to come because the Antichrist says, I'm going to stop the sacrifice. I'm going to give you a permission. I'm going to pretend like I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to let you go back and, and worship on the Temple Mount. Again, a story just in the last two days on the Temple Mount, there's a conflict because the Jews say we have every right to go up on the Temple Mount. Now, they're not trying to stop the, the Islamic people from praying at the Alaska Mosque. They're not trying to get them to stop worshiping at the Dome of the Rock. But they're just saying that we ought to be able to do Jewish prayers. The Palestinian authorities are saying, no, Jews should not be allowed to pray there because they're not really praying. What they're trying to do is secretly begin building the third temple. When we go up there just a week and a half ago, we had to be very careful because we were up there, we, we prayed, we, we read a devotion. We talked about the alignment of the, the Holy of Holies with the East Gate. We talked about measure off from the profane place that, that's up there. But if they thought that we were having any kind of a Bible study, they will stop us. Matter of fact, they won't let me carry my Bible there. Really? They, they say that a Bible is a, a book that could bring about a, a revolution. <laughs> and so the Bible's dangerous. Well, when was the last time you saw a Christian that, that was really dangerous with the Bible? I, I wish I was more dangerous with the Bible. <laughs> Let's go to your website real quick, show everybody what they can get. Bible Tip Now, Bible TIP Now, Bible Truth and Prophecy is what it stands for. Bible TIP Now, uh, there's the free booklet. Uh, where are we on God's calendar? The rapture of the church. That's a book you can get for free. Click on it. They'll send it to you. The rest of these are downloads. What's next on God's timetable? Does the Bible speak of a Russian aggression, the judgment seat of Christ, and so much more? All of it right there is a download. He's also got uh, the replay of the interview we did with him from Egypt the other night. And he also puts up a lot of interesting stories coming out of Israel. He keeps these refreshed all the time. It really is moving fast, Dr. Lindstead, and moving so very fast. And I hope people will visit your website, BibleTipNow.org. Closing comment? Well, one of the things that I really enjoyed when we were there, we, we had the chance to visit with Dr. Scott Stripling. And they're doing an archaeological dig at a place called Shiloh. And if a person goes back to the Bible, you'll find out that that's really where the first temple was built, even before it was in Jerusalem. It was there at Shiloh. Mm -hmm. and then it moved to, to uh, the Mount Moriah and built in Jerusalem. And having dug there, they re-dug, re-sifted the, the items there, and they found a lead tablet. 
And what was on that lead tablet was so incredible. Sometime I hope we get to play just a, a 15 minute interview with, with Dr. Stripling. But it talks about the Mount of Blessing, Mount Garrison, and across from that is, is Mount Evil, the Mount of Cursing. And the lead tablet they found there confirmed this fact that on there, twice the name of God is recorded. It's the oldest recorded written name of God. There it is, Yahweh, two times, exactly as the Bible said. You look at, at Deuteronomy chapter 27, there it is. And then the word curse 10 times right there on the altar by the Mount of Curse and Blessing. Wow, to, to be there and to see that dig going on and then to see the animals and the sacrifices, two-thirds of them were on the right side, one-third on the left side, exactly as the Old Testament talks about the, the sacrifices for the priests. That had to be Jewish. And so for people to say these things are not Jewish, they, they haven't looked at archaeology. Or to say that, or to say that Israel... So, or to say that Israel are occupiers, they don't have a history or heritage there. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's fun to see the Bible come alive. Absolutely. BibleTIPnow.org, BibleTIPnow.org. Dr. Linstead, thank you once again for being with us. Glad you're home safe. Thanks for reporting for us over there. My pleasure. Good to be with you. You too, my friend. Dr. Rob Linstead checking in. Now, welcome.